I am Alan Cameron, and I'd like to welcome you to this Thinking Aloud podcast brought to you by BNP Paribas Security Services. In these podcasts, we delve into the details of the post-trade world. And in this episode, we're going to explore operational resilience with Mark Daisley. Mark, welcome to our podcast. Could you begin by telling me a little bit about your role? Hi, good morning, Alan. Yes, so my, my role, as you mentioned, is Head of Client Delivery for the UK, which in, in essence is a COO role um, in other organisations, um, which means I'm, I'm responsible for the operational service delivery, um, the operational teams and the change and transformation teams um, within BNP Paribas Security Services in the UK. Super. So you are the right guy to be speaking to about operational resilience. And maybe you could help me understand it a bit. What what really is operational resilience? And is it really different from business continuity? Yes. So, I mean, operational resilience, it it describes our ability to anticipate and prepare and, and ultimately respond to any sudden or significant business disruption. It, in, or, you know, in order for us to continue to provide our services and sustain our client delivery. Often operational resilience and, and business continuity management or, or BCM, they're used interchangeably, but it, it's fair to say that the BCM is, is just one piece of the picture. I think operational resilience goes well beyond the traditional business continuity management. I think it, it requires a more holistic view, uh, uh, an end-to-end perspective over services, incorporating all the business processes and, and the systems architecture in order that you've then got the capability to, to restore business services with minimal disruption in the event of any failure. BCM previously, you know, I think it also focused on more localised incidents, whereas ops, operational resilience as I, as I mentioned, it's more holistic and, and it's got an integrated sort of global response as, as well. It's, it's very much a, a global angle rather than local. I, I think BCM may well have been sufficient in the past, um, and, and, but we're now looking towards building you know, even greater operational resilience across global platforms. And, and so, you know, for me, in a nutshell, BCM is a term of the past, whereas operational resilience is the term of the future. Thank you, Mark. So do you think that the COVID-19 situation has made financial service firms like ourselves think differently about operational resilience? I know that our operational resilience has has never been more important than than during the the COVID crisis. Uh, I think it has definitely focused the mind, maybe not force us to think differently, but, but definitely forced us to think quicker. And and it's maybe it's made us crystallise many of our thoughts and and actually put our contingency plans into action. Um, it is shown that we have to be better prepared for for any situation, not just those that we have on our, our risk register. BCM plans have you know they've been in place for many years and they've been tested over a, a number of of years and and. But it's, it, this has been a true test. It, it's, it's clearly shown who is genuinely ready. And, and I must say that the financial services industry as a whole has, has risen to the challenge and come through the crisis exceptionally well. 
the, the COVID-19 situation has also forced organisations to, to think about their providers and think about their providers' resilience and their providers' capability and reminded their clients just of their reliance on their service providers. And for us, that helps solidify our relationship with our clients. I think from, from our clients' perspective, they've outsourced and scaled back a lot of their business and, and therefore are totally reliant upon us, BMP Paribas, for, for their business to function. So, so therefore, we, we, we just have to be operationally resilient. And we, we need to ensure the continuity of both our business, but also our clients' ability for them to function and, and to ultimately trade. So, Mark, you, you mentioned that we have to be prepared for any situation, and that seems to be really what operational resilience is all about, preparing for any eventuality. But how do you go about doing that? Yes, it's, it's a big challenge and, and, and not easy to be prepared for every eventuality and situation. One thing that we have to be is, is, is genuinely agile across our operating model. I think responsiveness is key and, and being nimble in, in such situations to be able to, to react. We, we need to truly understand and map all the critical parts of our operating model what we rely on, what relies on us, knowing what happens in the element if one element fails and how that failure is, is addressed. Investment in people and structure has, has allowed us to seamlessly share workflows between our locations. We, we've built a global model with centres of excellence in, in Portugal and Poland and India to, to support us. And, and we also ensure that alongside consistent procedures, our people in these locations have, have built up a strong knowledge base to allow for the fluid movement of work between the UK and these locations. So Mark, you've mentioned agility, and it's a word that we hear all the time nowadays. So can you tell me a bit about the role agile working has played in the response to COVID-19? What has agile working really meant for operational resiliency? Work Work from home capability was, was well established in the UK in our London office, which was at the forefront of the BYOD or the Bring Your Own Device rollout, um, which gave a head start as, as other locations then adjusted in a response to COVID-19 to be set up for, for home working. Here, here in, in Glasgow, the office here would had to go from basically 5% home working to, to just under 100% in, in, in under two weeks. And, and that required a, a truly agile approach and a, a just do it mindset. We, we had to get derogations in place on certain processes that were never intended to be managed from, from home. For example, payments, um, where additional 4i checks are, are required. There was new risks such as additional IT security considerations and, and greater reliance on digital tools. It, it requires a, a robust approach to tackling cyber security. The, the excellent, you know, bring your own device uh, IT infrastructure that we mentioned and, and going, ongoing IT stability uh, have certainly helped us greatly in, in this regard. But there's also, it's not just about systems, I think. Personal resiliency has been tested during this challenging time. I think it was it was really you know exceptional just how well we coped with all the 
heightened spike in trading volumes and the, the unprecedented market volatility whilst all our staff were adjusting to 100% working from home environment and, and, almost, and also dealing with the, the family challenges of, of lockdown that were all presented at, at the same time. So it's interesting that you touch on personal resilience. And that I'd like to explore with you what the important factors are here. For example, do you have a concern about how your teams are constructed? Perhaps you have a lot of workers with similar dependencies, maybe public transport, maybe the infrastructure around where they live, maybe the schools being open or whatever. It, how do you deal with things like that? In um, systems and in our business, systems and, and platforms will, will only get you so far. I think creating a, a culture of agility is, is just as important. Um, the, the pandemic put pressure on all parts of the organisation and, and that agile mindset and determination shown across the organisation w- was tremendous. Thanks to our, our people and our culture, I, I think we, we have to give recognition for everyone's commitment and their willingness to, to go the extra mile. I, I think the, the, the fortitude and determination to succeed um, was really evident and, and came, came to the fore. I think increased communication up and down through the organisation and, and with our clients has been critical to helping people to adjust to this different way of, of working. I, I would say that we're more tuned in and, and caring for our colleagues as, as well as our, our clients. And, and you know, the, the very rapid change has reminded us that we're all human and that we all feel things and, and work is, 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 is only a part of our life, a, a critical part, but, but only a part of it. And, and we need to take all these factors into account. I, I think as we look to the, the next phase and, and we plan for a gradual return to the office and, and work to you know, not just a new normal, but hopefully a better normal, we, we need to take all these extra other factors into account um, when developing our plans. Talking about this new normal, do you think this demonstration that we've had of resilience actually working in action will have longer term impacts on the overall culture of the industry that we're working in? I think, as we mentioned before, the current situation has accelerated a culture shift towards a more agile and fluid working environment. From a BMP Paribas perspective, it will be crucial that we harness this spirit going forward. Across financial services, we know that the sort of change that was managed in days and weeks would normally have been carried out over months. This experience has, has been a learning curve for future implementation projects and while careful risk and control frameworks will, will still be critical, we have seen that there can be a real advantage in, in encouraging greater leaps of, of faith. So having proven that a, a work from home project that would normally require a, a six month implementation plan can be condensed down to under two weeks. We just have to look to how we can apply that mindset to, to our future programs and, and future projects. I think the, the way things were done in the past, you know, may not always be needed in the future. So we've covered a lot about what's happening internally at BNP Paribas Security Services. But there's a lot of external factors that are 
crucial in operational resilience as well. And I'm always interested in how much preparation and insight and how assured you have to be about the continuity of service from external providers and how far you can take this. So what do we do here? How far down this road can we go to ensure that the supply chain is going to be there? Uh, good question, Alan. I think operational resilience clearly has to has to go much further than our own set of procedures and controls. I think we've we've a responsibility to ensure that operational resilience is in place with all our suppliers and, and to work together with our clients to ensure that the resiliency is there throughout the entire supply chain. What has come into focus is the reliance of our clients on, on, on their service providers and ourselves. Not just operations or, or post-trade services that are outsourced, but there's a, there's a brand and a, a reputation element too. You know, we all have a responsibility to get to know our supply chains better, understand our, our vendors' resilience plans like we, we never have before. I think ultimately we need to work together as an industry and and try and ensure that the resilience is there throughout that supply chain. Ultimately, the collaboration and, and partnerships, they've never been as important. I think we need to try and you know leverage that and, and maintain credibility and, and look to see how we can continue to increase confidence in, in the financial markets in our industry. So, Mark, finally, could I ask you if there was one lesson that you've learned from the COVID-19 situation, what would that be? In terms of, of lesson learned, I, I, I think it's, it's re, I would say that we react to the, the stabilisation phase almost at the beginning with, with more a sort of people focus and a more people-centric approach. I think we were very you know, quick to ensure our operational resilience of, of the business, but, but we, we really need to make sure that we, we take account of, of the people angle and that we maintain close contact with, with our staff, that we as, as leaders have, have good visibility and, and dialogue, open up constant communication. Um, and and necessarily make sure that that we we are strong in our in our empathy. I think acknowledging the the human impact should be a first and and repeated priority for us, and ensuring that that communication is is set up very frequently and 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 often. So thank you, Mark. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to share your thoughts with us. And thank you to everyone listening for joining us on this Thinking Aloud podcast brought to you by BMP Paribas Security Services. There are many of these podcasts now available on our website, so please do listen to them. And let us know if you have any topics that you think we should be exploring. We're always open to ideas. So thank you for joining us. This has been Alan Cameron with Mark Daisley speaking about operational resilience.